Alternative Radio. Finances here. Prepare for freedom. Get ready to swallow the red pill because every week we're bringing you cutting edge, real, uncut, raw truths about finance in the world that you think you know to help you prepare for the biggest shift in generational wealth the world has ever seen. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together. Let's go. Warriors, rise. Wow. If there would be a time for warriors to rise right now, this is it, Ken. We are here. We are here. And the show title today was British Pound Plummets to Record Low Against the Dollar. And it's really an interesting dynamic to be together right now during this historical time. Shemitah's ending today. It's a seven-year cycle. It's in the Bible. It's agriculture. But it's been tied to financial collapses for past 50 years. Also, we have uh, every October, or not every October, excuse me, usually financial collapses happen in October in America and one year from a presidential election. So this isn't about fear. This is about facts, figures, numbers, logic. And as we sit on this podcast, YouTube Live today, the British pound came collapsing down. So it's an interesting time right now. We're going to open up the conversation dialogue. We're going to answer any questions that we can answer here. But again, remember, we are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice. We're just documenting our journey into this new quantum financial system. We've been talking about this stuff for a long time, giving people advice on how to put cash in the sidelines. You know what we are doing personally, what we are doing personally. And so personally for me, I'm holding the line right now, got cash on the sidelines, waiting for a massive pullback to buy in these cheap asset prices. But what you're seeing is a lot of people are pulling into cash, right? And getting into gold and silver, God's money, because they knew this was coming. And so this is nothing new under the sun. This is a cyclic historical thing. You know, uh, Ken and I have told you guys about Ray Dalio, um, the, the books from Ray Dalio. He predicted this, the cycles. It's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> what was it during the, the Roman days? They put us in a Coliseum, got us drunk. That would be social media. Now it'd be reality shows. People worried about football teams and, and their favorite football team when the whole economy is completely collapsing right now. So it's an interesting dynamic that the Shemitah ends today. The pound comes crashing down. In Paris, there's a massive fire in one of their biggest food processing centers for fresh food. And um, the narratives are here, man. So Ken, where are you located in the world today? What's up, Warriors? I am here in a deal-making factory in Dubai. And I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning and I couldn't believe what I was seeing, the mm. GBP and US dollar almost on parity with each other. Unbelievable. And, um, you know, it happened, like you say, just on the Shemitah, like it literally ends today. Mm-hmm. And when you take a look at the Shemitah, historically, like you say, it is tied to financial collapses. Mm-hmm. And it does have this tendency to spook the markets. And I think this is a, the lowest that the GBP has ever been against the pound yes it's unbelievable so the, the gbp has been against the us dollar unbelievable can you um, walk so, people through like what does that mean like so if someone's a, you know a lot of people are new to investing or new to crypto or, or you know they're opening this whole new awareness i mean we didn't have youtube you know what 20 years ago so when things were collapsing say in the 1980s right things are collapsing they didn't have youtubers like us explaining what does that mean when that happens so what they're doing is they're defending the dollar. They're giving as much strength to the dollar as they possibly can by increasing the interest rates and making the dollar more scarce. And as the US dollar 
is the uh, the global reserve currency. It's a bit like Bitcoin when um, the US dollar, um, you know, well, being the dominant currency sitting at the very, very top of the food chain. Um, so when they give strength to the US dollar, um, it seems to have a negative effect on everything else. So what you're actually seeing when the US dollar is gaining strength, um, it's all of the other currencies are being devalued yeah. against the dollar. And if you take a look at the dollar index, it's called the DXY. You can pull it up on TradingView, for example. In fact, I can sh I can share this chart with everybody and just show you exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so here we are here. So here is the, um, the DXY. So this is a, a very scary chart. So we're going to take a look at the... Um, the weekly chart here, and I'll just click on all. So you can see that only a few times in history have we had these touch points here, here back in the year 2000, uh, in 1982. Uh, so this chart kind of goes back to 1968, 1970. So only one, two, three, uh, four times in history since uh, 1968, 1969 has the dollar been at this level. So, you know, when you see the DXY rallying, that is indicating the dollar is moving into safety. Now, what we could see from here is uh, if we start to breach uh, the 120 level, which it looks as if that's where we're heading for now, we did spike to just under 115, which is, this is unbelievable. Uh, and by the way, Bitcoin is inversely correlated to the DXY. So when you right. see the DXY pumping, usually you will see the price of Bitcoin dumping. Yep. So let's say the DXY pumps up here to, uh, to the 150 levels, which is, by the way, very possible. That should send Bitcoin down to 14 or 15K. Do I think that that's going to happen? Well, anything is possible. You know, we have been preparing for a global financial collapse. So I expect that this, um, if it doesn't happen anytime now, it's going to happen sometime in the near future. And this, again, solidifies um, my uh, my whole uh, thesis of buying gold. I have been buying gold at all different levels as it's uh, valued against the US dollar, those sitting in Great British Pounds. This is not a good time for the people of the UK just now. Um, but if you were buying, for example, um, uh, bars of gold, mm. then, you know, this is the one of the best insurance policies that you can have this is not something that you buy to make money with. It's something that you buy to protect yourself in the eventuality that we have an unforeseen economic event like this, like what's coming. And this is um, what's going to protect you if you do need to liquidate these assets. Yes, the price of gold is dumping just now. It is in a bit of a bear trend. And um, we do know that gold is um, highly manipulated. But uh, very, very soon, we are going to see gold reach new levels. Uh, upwards of 2300 to possibly $3,000 an ounce. What I can say is that gold is very, very undervalued. Uh, moving over to silver as well. Again, it's um, this is God's money. Gold and silver is God's money. Uh, we know that uh, the dollar is the government's money. It's pieces of paper. They can print. It's an infinite supply. But gold and silver is a finite supply. You can only mint so much um, of these metals. It takes time, effort, energy, and resources to mint these metals and these metals are designed for times like now. If you take a look at what's happening in Venezuela, um, you know they're literally shaving off pieces of gold to pay for mm -hmm. groceries. Now I've got um, you know a 
15 odd kilos sitting waiting for me to be collected. So I did pick up a little bit more silver today. Um, but you could pretty much say that gold, uh, sorry, silver is half price. So it's at a bargain price just now. Um, but gold, again, it's, I've been buying right the way up to 2000. So if you're buying anywhere between um, 1600, it could dip as low as 1400, anywhere between now and 1400 is a very, very good buying position, not financial advice. I'm just sharing with you guys exactly what I am doing. I don't get incentivized to um, uh, to push any gold on you. But I'm just sharing with you exactly what I am doing to protect myself and my family in the eventuality that uh, gold, this, uh, sorry, the, the US dollar decides to pump harder and devalues, let's say, the uh, Great British Pound, which is my uh, home currency, which uh, I'm very unhappy about. <clears throat> But uh, thankfully, uh, here in Dubai, they've uh, pegged the um, the dirham, so that's the currency here, to the US dollar. So that means that uh, there is zero fluctuation at all. So perhaps that's what they're going to do with the um, um, with the Great British Pound and the US dollar. But uh, I actually uh, I knew this was going to come, and I liquidated um, a significant portion of GBPs um, a few weeks ago. Um, because the the, the trends um, of the DXY did not look like it was going to be slowing down anytime soon. And I think very, very soon we could be looking at uh, sub um, uh, one uh, pound prices with the uh, with the, the pound of the dollar. Now, wow. you know, th these moves were in uh, up as high as 4% moves on a currency within the last 24 hours, which is crazy. These are the kind of moves that you would expect in the uh, in the markets. Right. No, so in the currency. Can you show that chart again, the DXY chart? So it was 1980, 2000, and what was the spikes? It was like 1981, 2000, and now 2022, right? So the last time that we were at the level that we're at just now, that was um, the year 2000, the 1st yeah. of May 2000. So that was the what, dot com what, boom. What, what were the, uh, the Shemitah? Year. So let, let's just go back. Um, yeah, let's take a look at that. So what, as you go take a look at that, so remember 2000 was the big economic collapse in America. In the 1981, 1982, inflation went through the roof. Interest rates went through the roof. And But think about how far we've gone since 1971 up into 2022. Last 24 months, more money has been printed than in history. The GDP of America is backwards. We're debt-to-income ratio is backwards. And then globally, interest rates are going up. Globally, inflation is going up. This is the great financial reset. It's here. There was a Shemitah year in the year 2001. Mm. Yep. So it's usually one year from the Shemitah around the in-between. It can be on the Shemitah or one year from the Shemitah. Yep. Yeah. This is wild. This is wild. Yeah, we, ha we had that, uh, the breach. Uh, uh, so what year, 2007. So yeah, um, the year 2000, we pumped up to 121. So I'm... Um, Pretty certain that this is where we're going to now, um, which is going to send the markets down to the depths of hell when this yep. happens. Because uh, you know what that's indicating is people are moving into the U.S. dollar because they're defending the dollar, and that's mm -hmm. now they're, they're um, putting the focus uh, on the dollar with that being the safe haven asset. Um, so the before then we were looking at 1981, mm -hmm. and we had this massive Burj Khalifa that we can see yep. here. And it took us right up to 165. So if that happens, the 
Um, the viewers might be asking at what uh, level will the Great British Pound be valued against the dollar? Yeah. Probably somewhere around about 65 pence to a dollar at that, uh, at that time, if that ever does happen. Uh, do I see that happening? Um, yes. Uh, I was watching a video um, today on the World Economic Forum, and they were literally literally saying that they have no other option but to um, uh, to get rid of the old financial system and onboard the new financial system yep. being blockchain. So I, I I think they're going to completely decimate the global financial system, and mm-hmm. this is we are literally at the end of the cycle of fiat currency pieces of paper currency this is this is it this is it what they're going to do is people keep saying well is a dollar just going to disappear or go to zero what i believe is going to happen when a central bank digital currency comes in they're going to start with like a one-to-one ratio right so it'll be one-to-one so your dollar will be worth worth one central bank digital currency and then as they start to grow and take control of the financial system it'll start to be three to one and they'll start to push you into it because your dollar will continue to lose value until you get into this fully digitized currency right and so this is what we've been talking about the last three years of where we're heading to and we're there we're now there waters above what's up brother we're going to be jumping on tomorrow waters above is going to break down the shemitah he's the one that introduced me to the shemitah if you've not checked out his channel we're jumping on live tomorrow to break this down and we've been talking about this for over a year he brought it to me i was in the financial industry for a long time 10 years i didn't even know about the shemitah when i learned about the shemitah i'm like Wow. And then I started looking at the historical patterns. We're in the 50-year Jubilee, seven-year Shemitah. We're one year from an election. Uh, most collapses happen in October. And so is this anything to fear people? You know, it's not about fear-mongering. It's about preparing. And the positive side of this, the positive side of this is if you're a new investor or you're someone who has cash on the sidelines and you can create cash flow, that's what I would be doing right now is asset prices are going to be very, very, very low. And so if you can see some long-term fundamental investments that you were outpriced out of the market before, now you can get in at very, very low prices. And so this is that shift. It's a generational shift right now. It's a wealth shift, a wealth transfer. And we're moving into this new quantum field. The difference between all the other times is think about what happened with the pandemic. They shut us down and this is happening globally. They shut us down globally. Interest rates are going up globally. Inflation is going up globally. And with this happening today with the... um, with the British pound, it's like that. To me, that's signaling the collapse coming. What do you think, Ken? A hundred percent. That that's yeah. exactly what it's signaling is the uh, the collapse. The collapse is coming. The uh, if you take a look at the pound and the dollar um, over the last uh, one year, it's down like twenty percent. Twenty percent. Man, you know we're we're up as high as uh, one thirty seven in the last five years. Uh, one forty one in two thousand seventeen. So it's not so long ago. But, uh, you know, things have just become so much more expensive for the British people, so much more expensive. Yeah. And it's like, man, it's all lining up, too. It's wild. Like in in America, FedNow Services starts in 2023. And it's it's really an interesting narrative that started. Right. So the C word, the beer virus, if people don't know what the beer virus is, think of beer in Mexico virus (laughs) so the beer viruses we look this way there was a whole another narrative going on this way during the beer virus we all got locked down right and so everybody globally moved into this lockdown system right they started giving us stimulus checks people got really used to that and now the two narratives now listen to the two narratives in america we never talked about ubi 
They've been talking about UBI. I'm going to do a video on it. I think I did, oh, I did a video on it this morning. So universal basic income, right? So it's universal. Everybody gets it. Basic is to cover basic needs and income means it's consistent, right? So that narrative is coming up. And then they came up with this whole narrative. I don't know if it's globally in America. It's called quiet quitting. Everybody is quiet quitting. It, it, it's this narrative and it's a narrative saying that, oh, it's that quit. They're putting that, that subconscious mind programming into your mind. Quit, quit quit, leave your job, right? And then what happens? Um, what What does the Federal Reserve do when they raise interest rates? What are they working to do? They're literally destroying the job market. And, and people are like, well, what do you mean? When they raise interest rates, right? They are trying to cool inflation. So when people aren't spending money, companies can't raise their prices, right? And so what they do is they try to keep their prices stable or bring them down so people will put money in the economy. But when you do that and interest rates are higher and you don't have access to capital at very low prices like they've had for the last 20 to 30 to 50 years, then they have to start letting people go. So it's caused this vicious cycle. So a person gets let go from the grocery store. They're no longer putting gas in their car. They're no longer buying food. They're not paying their rent. And then it just starts this cycle that we go through. And then when everybody loses their jobs, Jerome Powell says they're going to be leveraged towards technology. Middle class is going to get wiped out. Small businesses, which used to be the engine of the economy, are going to get wiped out. Go talk to some mom pop companies and ask them how they're doing right now. If they didn't take stimulus money and they don't have a bunch of PPP money left over, once all that stuff dries up, how are they going to survive? What are they going to cut? Team members. And then mom and dad are going to be back to running the business again. They're trying to retire right now. And then the, the sad thing is all these baby boomers – they're trying to retire. They're trying to go into their retirement years, and some of their 401ks are about to get smashed. So it's going to be a really trying time for a lot of people out there. So um, those of you who are awake should be preparing for this and you know, getting uh, creating cash flow, getting out there and creating cash flow. Uh, you know, learn how to flip. Learn how to uh, do Amazons, whatever. Any, there's so many things you can do. Do you have knowledge? Build courses online. I've built multiple courses companies online that were doing very very well off of tiktok think about that i just sat there and told people what i was doing there's so many things you can do to create cash flow right now so cut out frivolous spending too so what are some things you're doing right now ken it's hmm. a good question <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, um, it's 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 like changing weekly it's the craziest it's like a yeah I don't know, it's like a yeah. so, so the the the, 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 the things that i'm taking uh that i'm doing just now i've actually started buying bitcoin um so yeah yes uh, i do believe that bitcoin is going to continue to to plummet but um i'm dollar cost averaging so now, now i believe is the yeah. time to start buying into the market so buying Small amounts, um, posting now and again on Instagram so you can see what I'm doing. Uh, but small amounts of Bitcoin, I'm going to continue to do that anything below 25K. So that's my, my buy zone is between 40 and 25K. Um, I've got um, like 15 odd kilos of silver sitting waiting, waiting to be picked up today. Uh, so that will be, uh, I'll pick that up tomorrow morning. Uh, so if any of you guys want to watch me go to the uh, Diamond Exchange in Dubai, the Golden Diamond Exchange. Uh, you can watch me on Instagram, and I will document my collection of uh, 15 kilos worth of silver, which would be very nice. So I'm starting to stock up on uh, metals, because that's what I trust. I, I trust things that uh, other entities can't control. Um, I trust Bitcoin, because Bitcoin um, is something that only I can control. I control my Bitcoin. Yes, the price is uh, going to probably continue to plummet, but that's why I'm dollar cost averaging. I'm also buying um, essential businesses only now. So mm -hmm. businesses that um, have been here for 30 years, 40 years, 
So we're buying schools, we're buying essential manufacturing companies. We buy 10 companies so far this year. Um, I'm, uh, I'm still enjoying my life, of course. I'm not, you know, thankfully, you know, I've, uh, I've been semi-retired since I was 25. So I'm in a better position, a very fortunate position um, because of certain moves that I made back in the 2007 crisis. Um, but I've also been cautious at the same time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, am I selling anything? No, I'm not like liquidating any assets. I'm not selling any watches. In fact, I'm buying. Um, as a watch collector, I buy for the long term. So uh, it's not something that I'm planning liquidating anytime soon. Um, but in terms of real estate, I'm not buying anything at the moment. I'm waiting for the crash to take place, which will come. That's an absolute certainty. Um, Acquirify is one of the big things that I'm working on just now. So that's a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. We're launching three days time, and this is a, an inclusive investment platform where everybody can come together as one community and invest together in a very transparent way. So what's a, what is Acquirify doing to help people? Well, we have investment pools. I would love to share my screen and show you the user interface. Yes, please. I'll okay. my, uh, oh. <laughs> my, chew my balls uh, for doing so. We're getting close. Um, we're, we're getting very close. But uh, yeah, you've got this beautiful platform that you can click onto. And you can see all of these different types of real world assets and investments like mixed metal. So a pool that you can buy uh, uh, silver, gold, platinum, and palladium. So one pool, so you, you invest and you own physical assets. We're tokenizing companies. So you can actually invest with your crypto in these essential infrastructure businesses that we are buying and we're turning them into NFTs. So this is, it's a paradigm shift. You know, we're the first platform mm-hmm. in the world that's doing this and having a, an m and marketplace where you can buy and you can sell crypto companies with crypto and on the blockchain. So yeah, it's a, a very busy week. We have a team of 30 working timelessly behind the clock. Um, we have a very big announcement. Um, uh, the Acquirify token, ACQ, um, is going to be carrying a, a major bit of news, which uh, I can't share. Um, but if you guys want to learn, uh, when I get permission to announce, it will be inside the Telegram community. We now have 13,000 people, uh, 12 or 13,000 inside that wow. community, which is amazing. Um, and also, we're giving away, guys, $45,000. We're giving away 45K between three people. And to enter the competition, all that you need to do is join the Telegram group and you can earn up to six uh, six entries, uh, six, I think 36 entries. So by referring friends and join, joining Discord and uh, following us on Twitter, you earn another entry into the competition. So you don't need to actually do very much um, to enter that competition, but also gets you into that community so that you can mm-hmm. learn exactly what we're doing and how you can get involved as well as an investor in the Acquirify pools. Uh, and if you guys um, uh, want to learn about how to buy companies, Web 3.0 companies, then we're going to be helping you understand how that process works. Maybe you're not at that stage yet, but in the future, of course, we would love you to be at that uh, stage where we can help facilitate these transactions. So um, in terms of the link, in fact, um, I think you might have it, Coach UB, but yeah, we'll put it in the description, guys. Yeah, put it in the um, private so, chat and I'll throw it on here. We'll, and yeah, I'll put um, so we'll do that for you guys and just yeah. click the link and uh, join your Gleam campaign. Think, think about the chances, like 13,000 people, right? And the chances, to, that's very, very good ratios, a very good chances of winning. So um, 
Yeah, this comment right here, the banks are trying to adapt and adopt. They have to. Great comment here. So I'm telling you, I worked in banking for 10 years. They are and they have to. I'll repeat that. They are and they have to. Here's what banks are going to look like by 2030. Let me go. I'll say 2025 will be the transition. 2030 will be the full transition. They will custody your cryptocurrency. You'll be able to do an Ethereum or a Bitcoin back loan. I guarantee you that you'll be able to do an asset back loan. They will have a central bank digital currency. They'll be attached to the FedNow services. And fiat currency will now be digital. Eventually, it will be digital, right? So banks are just going to be customer service banks. That's it. You're going to have a teller banker. You're not even going to go into branches anymore. It's too expensive. It doesn't make any sense. They're already cutting staff right now. So if you know anybody that works at a bank, they're cutting layers of leadership. They don't need people anymore. They don't need some district manager running the managers. They, they're cutting layer after layer after layer. They have talking ATMs now that can take care of the customers. They can just have a call center with somebody on a, on a video like this. Um, and it's going to be a, a decentralized, centralized system. What I mean by decentralized is you're not going to need a bank anymore. And so the banks are just going to be because people trust their banks. They do. And that's why we're in this predicament. <laughs> people trust the banks, right? So when Wells Fargo or Chase or Bank of America says that they will custody your cryptocurrency, people are going to be running in there to custody your cryptocurrency and they'll lock it up with FDIC insurance, right? So um, in the UK as well, they, mm -hmm. uh, they've weaponized the banks to make people uh, feel yep. guilty and scared uh, to come into the bank. They make people feel scared to pay money into the bank as well <clears throat> and withdraw your own money from the bank. They almost, uh, they create a problem. And mm -hmm. uh, they just don't like it at all. Um, and they've made people scared of accepting money. Like people are at the stage now in the UK where they don't want to take money because of the hassle that's involved to pay that money into the bank. You know, I tried to buy a watch. Uh, this was uh, summer last year. And the guy wouldn't take the money from me. He said, I can't do it. You know, it's a, it's a problem, you know, paying it into the bank. So it's very clear that uh, they are winding down the bank's it's going to be, uh, you know, you'll be able to WhatsApp them or you'll be able to, you'll get them on FaceTime or whatever, on a video call. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everything's changing. You know, it's, you know, nobody can stop it. Um, there's no point in trying to resist what's happening. Um, but you know, all that you can do is prepare. Um, and they're literally deleting banknotes as we speak from the system. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, that's happening in uh, what country is that? They're doing that right now. Um I had that pulled up just a minute ago. So it says, how long do you guys think the downward cycle will go before ISO 20,022 effects are felt? It's being felt right now. Uh, what's happening is the banks are getting up to with the messaging system, which is ISO 20,000. So ISO 20,022 is a messaging system, right? Which is going to help with money moving at the speed of light. So when money moves at the speed of light, the messaging system has to move at the speed of light. So for example, if I send Ken something from with XRP within milliseconds right the messaging system has to match up it has to say hey ken cjv just sent you some money like there it has to there's so many mismatches with the financial system we have what's called the swift system right now so when i send ken money and um wherever he's at in the world at the time it goes up and through the federal reserve back down it has fees it's slow it's clunky they always joke around at xrp or ripple and they say you can get money to ken faster by jumping on a plane and flying it over there right now right and it's super expensive so um the downward cycle i don't think it's not really based on ISO 20,022, it's based on a, a, a cycle too, a market cycle. You're going to see a collapse of the crypto market, of the stock market. Everybody's going to be, run, elites are going to be running into gold and silver, like Ken talked, you know, uh, assets, maybe homes, who knows. 
And then what's going to happen is the market's going to come back. Cryptocurrency at some point, in my opinion, is going to be normalized like the stock market. The stock market's going to be tokenized. Eventually, the stock market will all be tokenized. 100%. Your medical records will be tokenized. Um, VeChain just linked up with a pharmaceutical company for... Uh, I just had I had a bunch of article, articles pulled up. But VeChain just made an announcement. They linked up with pharmaceutical companies for tracking. You're, you're going to be doing... You're not going to need a title agency anymore. You're going to be able to do your... Uh, your housing transaction on a blockchain, everything. So it, somebody asked a great question during one of our lives. Uh, it was one of our internal lives with our Academy, but they were like, you know, it seems like we're always waiting for something, but you're always going to feel that way. It's happening right now. They're doing everything behind the scenes. They're slowly and methodically changing the system. So people think, um, have you heard this where they just say, Oh, they're going to flip a switch and you're going to be in a brand new system. There's flips switches being flipped right now. Like, mm -hmm. you know, right now it's happening. And then you see the next one. The next black swan brings on the next switch. And the next black swan brings on the next switch. So when you look this way, you wake up to a new paradigm this way. And what happens is whoever creates the problem creates a reaction in the people. And then they come up with the solution. So the problem maker is the solution maker. Yeah, and they've got to uh, flip the switches in a certain way and uh, not all at once so that they can ease us into the new monetary system without completely crashing everything. So I don't, I don't believe they're going to completely smash it, the economy and close everything down. They're going to do it in a certain way so that, uh, you know, they're going to say the, um, the financial system is no more. You know, we cannot use um, this old financial system in this way of working. So now we're moving into blockchain and uh, from tomorrow or from next week, uh, we're going to be transacting in a different way, and you're going to have to do such and such with your bank. They're going to write out to you, mm -hmm. and you're going to start. We're going to start to go through this very, very fast process that I believe is going to probably happen by 2025. I think yep. between 2025 <clears throat> 2028 is going to be the time where we go full on digital. There's no way that paper currency is going to be here past 2028. Yeah, the, yeah. the pace that we're going now, I can't see that happening. Yeah, I can't see it either. It's it, they're starting with these large companies. What Starbucks is completely cashless now. I think it was Starbucks went cashless. A mm -hmm. lot of the restaurants I go to here, major chain restaurants, a lot of them don't accept cash. Um, and it's it's just it's part of the system, right? I remember when the C word was happening, the beer virus. Uh, they had a coin shortage in America. We had a coin shortage, right? So a lot of places weren't taking cash. The narrative, just like when 9-11 happened, and all of a sudden we could walk up to the gates to pick up family members. And then we went through security. We all got used to that, right? And then we had our cell phones and we found out they were listening to our cell phones. And then we all got used to that. It's just a slow, methodical transition. Everybody's like, you know, I won't be ran by the system, but everybody unlocks their phone with face ID. You know, I remember when I was, you know, when I was coming back from... Um, was it Dubai? It was um, uh, uh, Tulum. It was weird. So I'd never experienced this before. So I usually show my passport going through customs on the way back. And I was with somebody who just got a brand new passport. And so we were in two different lines. We walked up and I just walked up. They didn't even ask for my passport, anything. And they said, hey, hey, John, how was your trip? And I was like, good. <laughs> and, and I was just like this. Did you bring anything back? You know, the whole typical thing. And I didn't hand them anything. And then we, I walked around the corner and the person I was traveling with had it was her first time traveling on a passport. And I said, did they just say your name? She was like, yeah. And I was like, that was wild. So it must be face recognition. I walked up and they just, they didn't even ask for my passport. 
It was really wow. interesting. So they must do the facial recognition. My face must have popped up, matched up to my record. They're like, hey, John, I did not hand him my passport. And the person I was traveling with didn't hand him the passport either. So I was like, that was really, really interesting. I don't know if anybody's experienced that, but I was like, that was different. And that was my last time I traveled internationally, which was about, that was four months ago. Um, so things are changing as we know it. And we just get used to that type of stuff. We don't question it. And it's like, so the system's so moving. It, in Poland, um, for example, they now have st stores that you can walk into that um, have no staff. Um, you scan a QR code to get in, and you don't need to pay when you're in there. You've got the, you're automatically linked up with your face, picks up your face, it's connected to your bank account. So you just fill your, uh, your basket with whatever you need. And this is Poland. Fill wow. the basket with whatever you need. It's like a, a convenience store, like a, a like a Seven Eleven that you go into, and uh, yeah, you just walk out, and it takes money off your card. Damn, it's uh, it's called Jatka. In fact, I was with uh, the founder's son in Egypt uh, three weeks ago. Wow, wow, is that that wedding you went to? That, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a like a Hollywood movie, man. It was crazy. Wow, I think, and then you know the metaverse. Walmart's building the metaverse uh, for their shopping, where you just put your Oculus on, you're walking down, yeah. you grab all your groceries, and it shows up at your house. So, like very soon, we'll be running this show inside the metaverse with oh, everybody. Bears. So every, everybody's going to be joining us with the VR glasses, dude. I, I started watching the uh, Ready Player One when I was on the plane coming back over from Egypt. It's crazy. Great movie, like, man. It's, yeah, like it's it, it's very easy to uh, to um, to see this happening in the near future. Have you have you ever? So I slowed that trailer down, man, and it's like the stuff is happening right now in Ready Player yeah. One. Right now, I mean, it literally is happening. You got people in their Oculus, you know, people working out, and then it's like their the pizza was being delivered with a drone. Uh, they yeah. were just showing on. <laughs> I saw it on TikTok, but they were. Uh, they had the Walmart drones. They're getting them all ready to go. And and Dallas Fed, so this is, you know, people believe their government. So the Dallas Fed is zoning right now. The Dallas Fed Reserve is zoning properties for drone drop-off centers. And they're also working on autonomized trucks in the southern part of America. Um, not the northern part, obviously, because it's icy and stuff like that. But they're working on autonomized trucks, automatic driving delivery trucks. So they're working on the deliver delivery infrastructure for supply chain management and again that eliminates people right and jerome powell in the federal reserve and i'm going to keep showing you guys the same videos over and over again he said three times now on video i'm worried about the middle class getting leveraged towards technology they're coming back to a new economy and he just said in a banker meeting this week he said uh, last week sorry he said you got to get that's a new normal this is a new normal for our economy. And so they're letting us know what's coming. And so there's a they were, question. They were pushing this uh, whole new normal narrative uh, back in 2020. Remember that? Mm -hmm. uh, they, were, they were saying the world is never going to be the same again. We're like, well, it's just a pandemic. How is that going to change the world? Right. They, were deter they were determined in pushing this narrative. The world is never going to be the same. The new normal. The new normal. Mm -hmm. They were pushing it everywhere. The new normal. Yeah. And this is like the new. Like the, 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 everything was programmed. The propaganda was programmed to ease us into this uh, new world. Mm -hmm. But we all, we, we knew what was happening. You mean you, it was happening. It was so obvious. Yeah, it says, uh, yeah, 100%. It says, so this is KKN, living in Dubai and understanding Islamic financing, going through your course, is there funding where you don't deal with interest usury? Yeah, so I don't uh, understand the Islamic financing. Uh, I don't do deals here in Dubai. I simply just live here, but I can give you a basic deal structure so you can buy a business without having to use the bank's 
Um, so I'll give you one example. You could find a business that you buy where the seller is willing to um, take 50% seller finance, so they become the bank. And you're going to say, so where, where, where will I get the other 50% of the money from? What you can do is if you buy that business on a one times multiple of the cash flow, so let's say you've negotiated that deal down from five times to one times to pay the goodwill, then you could bring an investor to the table. You could uh, revalue the company at full value again and sell the investor a smaller percentage of the company as a passive investor. And uh, so let's say in this case, they get 25% of the company, they bring 50% of the money to bridge that deal. Then you are able to walk away with a company with no money down. Wow. Simple. And then you were talking about too, like uh, one of the questions that comes up a lot in our academy about businesses is you're very focused on essential businesses only right now. Can you talk about that just a little bit? Yeah, so businesses that have gone through um, multiple financial crisis situations. So we're looking at businesses that uh, are from the 90s. So it could be the early 90s, 95, 97. So we want to see businesses that have sustained through hardship. We want to see what happened with the cash flows of these companies through 2000, 2007, how they uh, coped through 2020 uh, to 2022 through the beer virus. Um, So... By uh, by focusing on companies that have thrived and survived during these times um, gives you a good in- indication that the company is going to survive during what's coming. Now, if we go through a depression, um, which is worse than a recession, we want to make sure that we're buying businesses that are essential. So essential infrastructure companies. Com- like for me, I'd be looking at companies that um, would manufacture something that I need every day. So it could be toilet paper. It could be packaging packaging so everything needs packaging if you're buying a lot of stuff online like amazon for example needs cardboard boxes we call it corrugated cardboard boxes so that could be a manufacturing company that manufactures various different sizes of these corrugated cardboard cartons and boxes that are used uh, by amazon for example um it could be schools like we're buying in the uk essential manufacturing um but anything that contributes towards um, the the infrastructure, the economy that's a needed and necessary product or service. So you just need to question, like, how essential mm-hmm. is this service or product? Is it a luxury? Is it something that people would buy um, in financial hardship, uh, like hard times? Is the company backed by the government? Are the government funding this particular company? If so, of how much of this company is government-backed? Like, what government support is this company receiving? Um, are there any carbon zero incentives? Um, we know that there's, there's going to be a lot of um, uh, carbon zero incentives been rolled out as they push this green agenda. So that's another thing that we're looking for is companies that uh, perhaps are in the renewable energy um, industry. Mm-hmm. So it could be a solar farm. It could be solar uh, panel manufacturing. So that's another essential uh, infrastructure manufacturing company. They could be manufacturing components for windmills. So there are so many different companies out there that are essential, but you just need to start thinking outside the box. <clears throat> and um, it, you know, it, it wouldn't make sense buying a company that uh, is like a holiday resort or a hotel right. in a time like now, things where people are cut, cutting back on, like a restaurant. This is a very hard business, very, very hard business. So um, you just got to think outside the box. Yeah, I like that. And so this is a question said, serious question. How can you hold cash in banks 
with bail and lumens coming. So lumens coming like so, you know, we keep talking about the American dollar, you know, the uh, British pound just plummets right now. So it's a delicate balance, right? That's why Ken talks about gold, silver. I don't have a lot of cash in the bank. I, when the cash comes in, I buy assets with it. I make sure I'm holding I'm a long term holder. So do I have some cash on the sidelines? Absolutely. And so it's this delicate. I don't think the dollar is just going to come collapse if you're in America, going to go down to zero. It's not going to just collapse and go down to zero. Now, here's here's a fact is that the banks don't have your money. They, they don't have your money. The banks are completely collateralized. Every dollar in America is someone else's debt. So they don't have your money. If we all went to the bank to get our money out, there would be no money there. So, so is it that not called a Ponzi? 100%, right? And they call crypto a Ponzi scheme, but... The American dollar is literally a Ponzi scheme. So they print it, they put it into the bank, a fake number into the bank. They lend that number out or they give that to companies, their favorite friends and family companies. And what they do is they take your hard-earned money, your paycheck, your, your slave wages that you go in and you put those into a bank and they take it and they lend it out to Ken and I. And Ken and I go out there and buy a property or we go out there and buy assets or they lend it to your friend for their credit card or their auto loan. And then what they do is they just keep doing that over and over and over again. And when you come in and try to take $40,000 out cash, they're like, hey, wait a minute. We don't have that cash. We got to order your cash for you. If you go in there and say, I want to take $300,000 out of my bank account. Wait a minute. Now there's another side of that too. They don't hold a lot of cash in banks for bank robberies, but they don't want a bunch of cash on hands because cash is trash. It doesn't even exist. It's just a quantum number. Just numbers that, on the screen. That's it. We give it value. And this is what people don't want to hear. This is why people get uncomfortable. This is why truth seekers get shut down because they don't want people to know this stuff. It's a fact, but it's like, it's, all you have to do is just study how economics actually work. Highly recommend you dive into, if you don't want to read books, go to Ray Dalio's website, watch the engine of the economy. He'll, he'll literally show you through his, um, his YouTube videos. That's where I learned a lot about economics. Um, and people will say, oh, Ray Dalio. And that's why do you think, yep, principles. And why do you think Ray Dalio is heavily investing in the China's economy right now? <laughs> Amer they're, they're all kind of running away from America, but yeah, there's a lot of, lot of things going on right now. Oh, whoa. Nicholas. Wow, oh, this because is... you enjoy sucking with Nicholas Cage's <laughs> what penis, so you can terrorize me every day. Well, again, That's this weird. is not what we're here to do. So, Why, why would you say that? I have no idea. We love you, brother. Light, love, and positivity. Yeah, love you. Love, love you. you. Whoa. I uh, just started reading The Creature from Jekyll Island. Really enjoying it. Yeah, great recommendation, Ken. It's a beautiful book. That's the one that started my whole journey. It's It'll, it'll shake your brain. Our privacy will be gone, though. Our privacy is gone now. All yeah. respect and love. There is no privacy right now. There is none. There is no privacy. There isn't really. I mean, think about that. Starlink just launched. That went live. And that is wow. <laughs> basically they're going to be able to listen to it. I mean, I was, I was, I was having an educated conversation with somebody. It was a while ago, a long time ago. And they were like, you're, uh, you're, you're going into the system, the mark of the beast. And as they're talking, they have an I, Apple iWatch on, right? And I'm going through all this <laughs> stuff. And I was just like, I said, dude, you're literally, your, your watch is listening to you as you're saying this right now. And he's like, well, I'm going to go live out in the da da da. And then go do it. Go live in the forest. I don't want to live in a forest. I don't want to. I want to be able to experience the world and travel to Egypt like you're doing, do all these cool things. Why not? It's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not doing anything. So I'm not really worried. I don't want people monitoring me, but we've been all monitored for a very long time, you guys. These watches so, are crazy, dude. The Apple yeah. watches. I've seen yeah. some women running down the stairs in Poland three weeks ago, speaking <laughs> to her fucking watch. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Put the thing like, to her ear. I've never seen that before, but like, you can actually speak to your watch and receive telephone calls. Yeah. Let's see, Ken, I moved from Poland. It's so much more calm here than the UK. I agree. 
Mm. I agree. The uh, the West is a fail society. Poland is a very nice place. Yes. In fact, the whole of Eastern Europe is very nice, very peaceful. Um, fantastic place. Thank you. We appreciate the compliments. We love you. Um, what's the metaverse token going to be the metaverse? Oh, gotcha. So what I'm launching, so we are launching the three T war Academy NFT coming up. Uh, well, we're waiting for XRPL to go through its voting process and expect it very soon after that. Um, eventually Ken will be in the metaverse. We'll all be in the metaverse. We'll all be connecting in there. Trust me. We're, we're about to change the game with our NFT project. So it's going to be a three T war Academy NFT project. You'll hear a countdown coming very soon, but it, we're literally working on it right now. We're building on all the utility. It's going to be do absolutely amazing. But every company is going to be in the metaverse in the future. The ones that do not get into the metaverse are going to not survive. Amazon grocery stores in Seattle are the same. Scan and go. Take whatever you want. No payment. Leave. That is so wild, man. It's crazy. So wild. And I bet you it's going to reduce uh, theft. They're probably going to. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like. It probably will reduce theft because they know that everything is monitored. Everything is cameras. Everything's facial recognition. They're probably going to be people who will run normal stores are probably going to have more theft. Theft is going to go through the roof, right? So I think yeah, you must need to have some kind of deposit on a bank card that they hold. Yeah. So they must block a certain amount of money on a card. But it's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. because it seems... all, all that you can rob is, uh, you know, groceries. Gro right. Groceries, when I, like it. It's a bank when, robbery. When I was traveling, um, when I was going to peru i think it was i went in a couple airports i think it was dallas airport there was like the convenience stores with nothing there was no checkout person so you just throw it in a scanner and i was like i felt like if i was somebody who stole something there's all these cameras everywhere i'd be less apt to steal something if there was cameras everywhere versus some person sitting behind the thing looking at tiktok right <laughs> checking you out so it says uh hi ken hi coach anyone shorted forex usd euro before three last no night. i'm not a forex guy um, I don't tend to short the market so much, but uh, I'm sitting here looking at Bitcoin, and Bitcoin is looking as if it's getting ready to take a leg down to 13,700. 13, wow. Really? So look at this. I'll share it with you just now. Hold it up. Share screen. Wow. This is history in the making, the greatest time in human history, Warriors. And remember, we win in the end. Remember that. So if we are bouncing off this area here, that would be a 39% correction in the market, which would take us to 12K. 14K is a 30% correction. This is very likely. Wow. Very likely. You can see the VPVR. We've got all the trading volume right here. So wow. wait a second. Yeah, do you know what? 10K is possible. 10k is possible. We'll get the most amount of volume been traded around this range. That means I got to get into Bitcoin. I, oh, I promised if it goes to 10k, I'm getting into Bitcoin. Oh. <laughs> you were going to hold me to it. So <clears throat> I've been buying my H bar. So I've been getting into H bar quite a bit. Not quite a bit. Dollar cost averaging. Everything I'm doing on dollar cost averaging, to be very clear with people, I've not sold anything. I'm just holding long term. So. Where are our listeners and viewers from? Put in the comments. I'm watching the comments yes, just please. now. Which uh, which countries, which cities are you guys from? Yeah, let's see. I want to know you guys. Yeah, Amazon is fly testing drones in huge warehouses in Seattle. Seattle's going, what are they, metaverse, seems like. Refrigerator to even cars. Wow. I bet you're going to have self-driving Ubers very, very soon. You won't even need people. That, that's why I keep bringing this up to people on my YouTube channel. It's like guys and gals, like, you need to be reskilling in your job 
or reskilling your company. So if you're a CEO of a company, I'm a CEO of this company and I have multiple other companies under my belt. We are looking five to 10 years ahead. So we are looking metaverse. We're looking blockchain tokenization. Uh, we're not sitting back waiting for this stuff to happen. We are going ahead of it. And so if your company is not innovating and looking into the future, you got to ask, is your job going to be there? And you should start to reskill into these new jobs. <clears throat> yeah, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, um, an entrepreneur is a forward-thinking person. Um, if you're in a job, you now need to become that forward-thinking person and have an action plan ready to execute upon because simply sitting there and doing nothing about the current situation is certainly not going to do any no. uh, benefits for you and your family's future. So you, we now need to be thinking very quickly um, and very clearly and uh, very strategically what our plan is going to be going forward. Yeah. Especially wow. uh, with the end of the Shemitah. Like this is um, one of the German politicians um, uh, came out uh, the other week and said, we are going to remember um, this time like the days of 9-11. Wow. I believe that. Fully believe that. You can feel it. You can feel it. it's here. Like I, I had this weird feeling last month and, I feel almost at ease because it's here. It's it's we've been talking about this. It's almost like kind of like, you know, something big is coming or you got a big event coming up and you're nervous. Well, we're here and we prepared for it. So, so we've got listeners in Germany, Texas, Los Angeles, Tuscan, Holland, Kentucky, New York, Mauritius. Wow. Ohio, Birmingham, UK, Nebraska, and Minnesota, Dubai, <clears throat> Norway, USA, Scotland, Poland, Hampshire, South oh. Africa, California, Arizona. Samoa, Glasgow. <laughs> that Glasgow. is a, a Scottish slang for Glasgow. We Glasgow. Call it Glasgow. So there's a question for you here. Say, Ken, what's the name of the chart indicator of the volume that you were talking about? Is that the, the... VPVR, Volume Profile Visible Range? And that shows you, um, I think you need to have a premium account to have that indicator. Um, but that shows you where the most amount of volume has been traded at that particular race. It's a very important indicator that I've used for years that's uh, highly effective. Wow. It, Heber, where are you located at? So he said a gallon of water at the gas station is two eighty nine. So water is more expensive Jesus. than gas. That is crazy, man. It, it, yeah. We're in we Dallas, Texas, we're, we're, northern we're, Indiana. Very nice. Three years we have ago, an audience all over the world. Let's see. Yes, can I thought exact same thing. Huge dip. Um, let's see what else we got. North Indiana. Quick trick. Wow. Very nice. That is crazy to think about it. You're right, Heber. If you go over there, you're right. Quick trip, 289. I didn't even think about it. Circle K. Yeah, you're right. 289 for water. And somebody started selling us water. <laughs> Just crazy. Like somebody started selling us water at some point. They're like, hey, I'm going to put some. Like, and here I am with a gallon of water in my hand right here. Oh, somebody, somebody just mentioned RV manufacturing capital of the world. Now, that's another recession-proof business is okay. RV and mobile home parks. If you take a look in Florida, there are around 5,000 parks in the state of Florida alone. So these are businesses that have survived and thrived uh, during tough times. Romania, very nice. Yeah, Romania, yeah. Manchester, UK. I was about to say that, man. This is really cool. Thank you guys for your support as well. Thank you. Thank Very you. Nice. Thank you. 
Yeah. And if you're ever out in public as well, I have a lot of people that I don't know if you ever have this, Ken, well, I'll be at the airport or I'll get back home to my home base and they'll say, hey, I saw you in the airport. Or I saw you at a restaurant. I'm like, come and say hi, guys. Like, please yeah. come say hi. I would love to meet you. Um, you know, like even with, with my family, come say hi. Like I always get we I always get messages when I come back. And when I came back, my last travels, I had like five messages. Hey, I saw you at the airport. I thought that was you. Just come up and say hi. Yeah, come up, say hi. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Absolutely. I'd like to speak to you guys. It was uh, I was on the way to a hospital appointment. I get like a health check, um, like all <laughs> everything checked, my blood scans, and I phoned to get the uh, to, oh, to let them know it's going to come a little bit earlier. And uh, the woman that asked her said, "Oh, I follow you on Instagram." They started speaking to me. Bitcoin's cool. crazy. That's crazy. awesome. It's uh, yeah, just uh, come and speak to us, guys, and we'd like to speak to you. <laughs> this is awesome, Joshua. Avion sold water first. Avion is naive, <laughs> spelled backwards. Holy oh, no, that shit! Is so funny. That is beautiful. That so is Avion amazing. sold water first. No Avi- That's <laughs> hilarious. Oh my god! Uh, Laughing all the way to the bank, man. Convenience is expensive. It sure is, and it's it's expensive yeah, to sure our, your health, your pocketbook, your relationships, your wealth. It's it convenience. Yeah, nothing. Wealthy people don't do things. I mean, convenience is important. Go ahead. Yeah, please. I was going to say my entire life is built on convenience, and uh, it's definitely not cheap. It's, it's not uh, cheap at all. But it saves me time. It does. Yep. Yep. And wealthy people use convenience to buy back time to get more assets. Correct, Ken? Like, and I'm just going to exactly. say the working poor use convenience to become more poor. One hundred percent. Like, so think about what I just said. Wealthy people use convenience to buy back more time to build more assets. The working poor uses convenience to become more poor. They get trapped. So the working poor use convenient things that make the wealthier rich and more wealthy, right? And so let me give you an example. So then you can walk me through this, Ken. So like, for example, I have a person who cleans my house. And the reason why I have them clean my house, number one is it saves, because if I was to clean the house, it would take me, I'm a single dad. If I was to clean the house, it would take me forever, right? I pay someone a good amount of money to clean my house spotless every two weeks. That saves me so much time where I can do YouTube videos, TikTok videos, which move me forward. So that paying for that convenience helps me build more wealth. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it wouldn't make any sense for um, you to do a $10 per hour job um, because <clears throat> your skills are beyond a $10 per hour job. My mentor said to me, leave the $10 per hour jobs for the $10 per hour people. And you need to focus mm-hmm. on building systems, building teams, and, um, and putting the right people in the right place so that uh, you can work above your business, not in or on. Not that there's anything wrong with working in or on a business. It just depends how far that you want to take it. So by getting that person to wash your car, it's going to save you have 30 minutes so that you can then spend that 30 minutes on a podcast or you can spend yeah. that hour cleaning the house here on the show, educating you guys. So it's all about leveraging other people. Yeah, you know, Everything is leverage. Everything. Yeah, everything. So there's two, we'll end with these two questions here. There's two great questions. So are you guys able to talk about the collapse of the financial system and whether it will likely happen before the election? Well, often it happens within a year of a presidential election in October Okay, based on these big economic collapses. So usually in America, the stock market collapses in an October month and a year with an election. So you could look at it this way. If it collapses now, the current president could be the one that brings us back. Right. So that could be the election campaign trail type thing or the new president coming on that's campaigning against them is I'm going to fix the economy. Right. It just builds a narrative for both of them to fight with. Um 
Yeah, I mean, it, 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 there's the cycles here. It's here. Within the next year, you're going to see a pretty, pretty big pullback in the economy. This is this question's badass. So, Coach and Ken, what are you currently doing that's out of your comfort zone at the moment? So, I I have a lot that I'm doing right now. So, I'm stretching myself into my spiritual journey like like I'd never have before. Like last night, I did a deep deep uh, two hour meditation silence, and I'm also doing some financial stuff that is stretching me heavily, heavily out of my comfort zone. And so, uh, I basically live. If you if you know me, I, I live outside of my comfort zone. It is my whole, uh, whatever you want to call it, shtick or whatever. So I live outside my comfort zone, and that's that's one of my superpowers. Great question, by the way. Yeah, I, I agree with you as well. You know, uh, being entrepreneurs, um, it's very normal to live outside the comfort zone. So me as well, pull myself out of bed between five six a.m. in the morning, doing five k before I, I have my breakfast, uh, making sure that I go to the gym. Um, that's going to get outside my comfort zone, commit to my health, being very conscious about what I eat, thinking twice um, about what I put in my mouth, keeping off a of sugar, um, building the, the first M&A platform in the world, co-founding mm. a major project that's got millions invested, committed from VCs. Makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Um, hmm, what else? Yeah, it seems like too. I think we both hopefully agree on this. Like, my whole life has lived in this. I'm always building new businesses. There's always something going on that that is challenging me and is on my mind, right? And so for me, I think it's my discomfort is created trying to calm my mind with all the things going on. So, like for this morning, I did grounding. Like right now, I just you guys would laugh. I'm not even wearing shoes right now. So I went outside my office. I grounded. I put my feet in the dirt. Um, you know, I I I, I like too because people are like oh you can't be spiritual and wealthy and all that i think that's complete bullshit i think that you can be spiritual i think you can be wealthy God wants you to be wealthy yeah and you Jesus can be wants you, to be wealthy. you can drive a lamborghini and be spiritual you can live in a mansion and be spiritual you can also be poor and live in the dirt and be spiritual there is no there's no there's no uh wealth like it's oh you have to have if you're a millionaire you're no longer spiritual right things like that so i just wanted to bring that up because it's something people bring up to me a lot you're all about money it, it has nothing to do with money to me. It has to do with yeah. freedom. Very, very exactly. different. Very different. You don't, you know, so for me in my lifestyle, like I use the, the financial freedom I have to travel. I travel a lot and I, you know, I go on spiritual journeys and, and that's where I put a lot of my investment in. I go on these really cool trips with my kids for memories, things like that. And so I'm just not, I just never really, I'm not a material person. I just never well, kind of was before, but it's just not how I operate. It's just not my thing. Everybody's different. But I want to be, I will be extremely, extremely wealthy and I will be extremely spiritual. When I'm extremely, extremely wealthy, I'll be able to meditate with Buddhist monks in, in Tibet. <laughs> I mean, how cool is that, man? You know, so. I was probably most outside my comfort zone on Saturday. Um, mm. I got taken to McDonald's by my son and I was extremely uncomfortable having the McDonald's breakfast. Big wow. Mac, pancakes. Yeah. Fizzy juice. You know, you know, my shaman said one time, <laughs> this is funny. I mean, did you brought that up? I got to bring this up. My shaman, he goes, um, we, we were sitting in a circle and someone's like, oh, you know, about being vegan and all that stuff. And he's like, he goes, but cheeseburgers from McDonald's are good. <laughs> he goes, every time I come to America, the first thing I do is go to McDonald's and get a cheeseburger. 
He goes, just don't eat them every fucking day. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah. It was just funny because everybody was like, oh, from a shaman. He's like, dude, cheeseburgers are delicious from McDonald's. He's like, but don't eat them every day. Right. They are so good. They are delicious. Yeah. So but I wouldn't eat them. But if you know, again, it's it's uh, my point behind that. It's it's a uh, balance. Right. So, you know, in, in my shaman too. another thing, this is a, really one of my favorite lessons and the story's too long to tell the whole thing. But he was doing some uh, spiritual work with somebody and he um he, you know, he separates from the night and the next day he came back and he had like alcohol in his breath. And she was like, oh, you smell like alcohol. And he's like, yeah, I got drunk last night. She's like, oh, you drink. He's like, yeah, I love, I love whiskey. And she's like, yeah, but you're a shaman. He goes, and? and she's like, but you're a shaman. He's like, I like whiskey. He's like, he's like, I drew, my friends were in town. We barbecued. I got smashed. I had a great time. He's like, I'm hungover today. And he's like, the point of it is things in moderation. His friends came in, he had some whiskey. It's not that big of a deal. Right. And so she was like, you can't be, you know, you have to be, I don't know. It's just, it's just moderation. Everybody's like, you can't be spiritual and you can't be rich. And you, it's like, it's everything in moderation. So, but exactly everything in moderation is, uh, is the answer. And it's easy mm -hmm. to, uh, it's easy to, to, to let yourself run ahead um, mm -hmm. by losing control like me with sugar and uh, you know mm -hmm. uh, chomping on chocolate bars in the evening and just unconscious activities. Mm -hmm. I think just to uh, be more consciously aware of the things that you're doing and the things that you're eating and yep. the, the way that you spend your time is definitely the, uh, the way towards the next level in life. And that, that's what yeah. I'm trying to do in practice myself is just being consciously aware of what I'm doing when I'm walking, what I'm walking to, when I'm out in the morning, what I'm listening to, what mm. I'm going to be eating, when I'm going to the gym, what I'm going to be doing in the office. I think yeah, most people are sleepwalking through life. Yes. You be that that's a great way to end it, man. Be con just be consciously aware. Just pay attention because you're paying for your attention. As you said, I love what you said too. Often we do things completely unconsciously because we've been doing them for so long. Some things are comfort. Some things are because we were raised that way, but it's just being consciously aware of everything you're doing. So we love you guys. We've been over an hour now. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. On the podcast, leave us a five-star review. We're going to be here every single Monday, God willing. We love you guys. We appreciate you. As we always say, warriors, warriors rise. Get your, Get your shit, shit together. together. Let's go. <laughs> Bye, everybody.